show for February 8th, 2023. How are you? How's it going? How goes it? Goodness gracious. You know what? The Physical 100, you know, I, I've been fascinated by that show. Netflix should pay the island nation of South Korea. Quoting the great, you know, Ashley Schaefer from Eastbound and Down. A gazillion dollars for the amount of content content uh, Netflix is like basically getting to get their lack of creativity and all that content from the North American counterparts here. I'll just say that right now because all those K-dramas archive they got, me singing all that that I saw, and then the Squid Game obviously that came out, Train to Busan and all the other movies and all yada 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 other dedicated K-dramas along with this hit with the physical 100. Uh, I think uh, the gratitude is not as sufficient for what Korea is getting. As a South Korean, I say that. <laughs> I mean, physical 100, I just go like, this, this is interesting. If you don't know, the premise of the show is like, regardless of sex, gender, uh, race, height, weight, all those things, you get a hundred kinds of different bodies and the physique of everybody uh, from the country country of korea south korea um and they try to have all these like different you know competitions that are you know assuming requires a lot of physical demand but also as we go um i'm only through the five episodes i haven't seen the sixth one yet that came out you know as of the time of this recording they're trying to see like how that you know plays out at the end and at the end of it i think you win 300 thousand ones or something uh you know whatever so three hundred thousand dollars almost so you win at the end of it quarter million i would say with a currency conversion and whatnot so the winner gets that there are a lot of celebrities youtubers influencers a lot of crossfitters i'm like just like grinding my teeth about you know there's a chuseong-un the you know those who are mma fans from pride k1 and ufc might know him as a akiyama so yeah, he's on the show. He's the biggest celebrity on here, and he's like prominently featured and whatnot. And you know, I, I I find this show fascinating. There's it's a very simple storytelling, which I always go like, look, man, you don't have to like overwrite this. There's simple underdogs, overdogs, heroes, and perceived villains. But all these people uh, in this show, the com- competitors are like highly, highly, you know good looking people <laughs> at least physically at the same time are you know they're olympic athletes you know strong men strong women uh you know national team representatives and you know online celebrities and other like influencers they have a lot of pride and they have a lot of chip on their shoulders so it's just like yo they're they're all like highly high energy highly competitive individuals whose drives are unmatched by any other i would say you know and then i just go like this is a fascinating layman neanderthal experiment that involves more of human elements such as thinking strategizing and planning and whatnot so it i i love how this thing is going i'm sure there's going to be season two three you're going to have an american version of it that's going to be bastardized and like oversimplified coming up you know, so, but yeah, I, I'm, it's, it's very fascinating. That's what I'll say. Um, 
That's it. I know there's a lot of analogies and metaphors that you can come out of this show with all the different competitions. Like, how do you do teamwork? You know, like, how do you measure weak versus a strong? And also, I love the banter between the people because they're highly competitive. It's just like, yo, it's not like a lot of shit talk, like a lot of cussing and stuff. You know, they limit it. Um, but I just go like the amount of like healthy trash talk that they have, the amount of confidence, you know, they exude on each other, trying to dunk on each other. It's, to me, it's a it's a fascinating watch. And I just go like and I also go like I got to fucking work out harder. <laughs> I'm a fittest. Um, you know, doing my intermittent fasting. I will say they're like one couple. I think they're like the fitness couple. I can clearly hear HGH out of her mouth from the woman. I just go like, bro, like, I can hear that she juiced, bro. She's not a natty, okay? She's not a natty. I'll just say that. And the guy either. But who gives a shit? It's entertaining. It's entertainment, goddammit. It's not sports. You don't have a USADA and all that shit. So, I'm going to continue watching. I think I'm going to give a final, final review of it whenever they go through all the nine episodes. So, as of the February 8th, when this episode comes out, uh, I think uh, it will come out. I think we're six episodes through. So I think we got about a couple weeks left until the end of the month. So I'll probably talk about it when we come back in March uh, or so. Um, that's it. I also love the fact that Netflix is rolling the episodes out slowly to a week. Because I got sick of fucking binging. You mean... I mean, the last show that I really binged to catch up was fucking Yellowstone. And then I'm one of those addictive personality. I just go like, once I start watching, I'll just like keep watching. But at the same time, I realize that it's very unhealthy to, like, not digest and just, like, watch it through and get to the end of it. It's like playing video game nonstop just to, like, get to the level, get to the level. And then I think one time I really did a worst of this was uh, when the Daredevil, when it was on Netflix, like, season two it came out. And I just binged entire 13 episodes straight. And... You know what? At that time, 10 years ago or something, it was fucking great. But now I realize that, like, wow, I don't think I really fully enjoy the full ride of this, you know, appreciating this, you know. Especially, like, a very short spurt of, like, 13 episodes. Like, Yellowstone, because I haven't watched it in the last four or five years. You know, go back and listen to the episode I talked about Yellowstone. But, like, at least I'm catching up on five seasons to four seasons at a time same as game of thrones when i just marathon that i just like watch it continuously so it's long enough where i do have a bit of a break and then like come back to it kind of thing but all the episodes all at once 13 at once i think stranger things they did that last year two years ago i don't watch that show i haven't had netflix in fucking four years until like six months ago where i just go like you know what this is also healthy mentally you know it just like so i appreciate netflix doing that and then I'm able to digest and appreciate the show a little more that way. Now, the main thing I want to talk about, because I heard this term fucking pop up nonstop yesterday. So you might have heard of the term quiet quitting. You know, that was a thing in 2022 or something. And I just go like, what the fuck do you mean by quiet quitting? And then, oh, it's just a way that, uh, you know, especially the Gen Zs, not like the millennials and the, you know, Gen Xs, you know, they just uh, work uh, whatever they're given and paid, and then they just like quietly don't take up on additional work beyond what they're paid and on that. I just go like, I don't know how that's considered quiet quitting, but it's more like, dude, that's what it is. Like, you know, going beyond this, like, I went through it. I guess I'm in the mix of a little bit. I just go, 
what was the point of that? Especially in the corporate nature of it. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of societal and economical factors coming into this. Because it's like, number one, in order to move up uh, in a corporate ladder, the game of that that is occupied by many leaders and very tribal, sometimes fraternal, you know, nature of those corporations, I just go like, I don't want to deal with it. I'm already spending enough time and energy doing my fucking job and beyond, especially when you're young and learning. And I don't knock that experience, but if you're young and just executing, doing the job, you, you you as an entry level junior person is like, I don't think you're at the maturity level to have that emotional intelligence or navigate it to move up properly. And... You know, they go, oh, but that's why you got to work your hours and uh, put your years in. And I'm like, no. And then for what? My general standard of like thinking when it comes to promotion, moving up a level from like fucking junior to senior, senior to staff level, becoming a manager. To me, it's a minimum 10% increase, 15%, I would say. But given the inflation rate and everything, that jump doesn't look so significant. And some of these organizations do not even come close to 10%. For leveling up, you know, and people, you know, the corporate culture of it, I think they also like, you know, brand new hot things, which means getting somebody from the outside instead of going from within. So I just go like, why? Why make an effort? And then like you try to change. And it's also very hard, especially starting to change other people's perception of you staying inside as a wow this person got better and then i think now this person after seven eight years deserves to move up to be a manager maybe you're comfortable enough you the worker to like stay at that level you know that's up to you it's everybody's choice but i don't think it's exactly quiet quitting you know when it's like you pay me this much i do this much if you give me more than that i'll do it you know i i think that's the most capitalistic thinking that i can think of so that happened with quiet quitting and then like all that shit. But now, like, the term that came up yesterday on CNBC and Gardner HR says quiet hi- hiring is a new thing. And I'm like, can we stop with this fucking nonsense with like quiet somethings? I just go like, I think the Forbes magazine had this like, amid the quiet culture, some say quiet terms are much ado about nothing. And yeah. And I just go like, why is it quiet something? The silence is deafening. See, it's absolutely not quiet whenever you're in an annual, you know, semi-annual performance review basis and say like, I think I deserve more. I think I earned more. That's certainly not quiet. And then, you know, it sucks to be a middle manager, whatever, to deal with this. But also like, it, 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 it is a very unhealthy dynamic. And then you just like throw this HR term and be like, these people are just quietly leaving without giving a feedback. It's like, you know what the fucking deal is. You just don't want to say it. And then you pinpoint it to all the individual workers and all these boomers and shit go like, oh, this is how like young people don't want to work and all that. I'm sorry. The productivity level at all is like at all time high. Yet the wage increase is like nominal or non-existent around the world over the last two to three decades. And then like return to office is making quiet quitting a thing. 
And then, oh, now the quiet hiring. If you don't know what quiet hiring means, is like, uh, it's basically you know leveling up the existing employees. And I'm like, how is this a quiet hiring? This is a dumb buzzword. Like, it just got CNBC the attention to like do this shit. And I'm like, all right, here's the definition of quiet hiring. Quote. Quiet hiring is one of the several trends that we've identified as potentially having a major impact in 2023 for the future of work, says Emily Rose McRae, who leads Gardner's Future of Work research team. And for some organizations, it's going to be a game changer. Really? I, I, I go like, you just like move people up because they stuck around. You level them up. And do all that shit. So quiet hiring is a process which employers utilize the skills of their current employees to fill gaps. In return, this eliminates the need to hire new workers. This is just internal upward mobility. And, oh, Forbes said this. Thank you. Like, yeah, this is an internal mobility. Stop throwing fucking buzzword as if this is something new. This is something they should have done a long time ago. I mean, I could say this about, like, other places that I was at. I'm not the only one. This is fucking stupid. And Gardner makes how much fucking money sending this dumbass research? What a waste of fucking time. And in the meantime, just now, eBay plans to lay off 500 employees, about 4% of the workforce. They're just like, this isn't quiet quitting. This is like, this is like outright firing people, laying off people. And I go like, oh, God. I just, and I talked about this in the chief, whatever, CEO episode a few weeks ago. Go listen to that horse shit, especially for the large corporations that I'm talking about. But I just go like, why Why are these HR people having such a havoc talking about this shit? And then on Reddit, is like anti-work and all that's going on. Look, every single one of these come down to a very single narrow issue which is the minimum wage and then the productivity with respect to the wage that does not match the output you know i just go like it's it's not quiet it's loud it's only quiet because you're not listening and you don't know what the how do i say this for all these corporations out there you don't know how to make a fucking you don't know how to pivot off of it Like, what is, why is quiet hiring a new thing? The actual practice isn't. The Forbes article said this. Ian Cook, the vice president of the people analytics at Vizier, agrees that the term quiet hiring might be new, but the actual practice isn't. Quote, enlightened HR teams have been doing this for years, realizing that there are benefits to having internal employees to take on new responsibilities outside their initial workload. Unquote. Cook reminds us. Quote, internal mobility is not a linear path, so allowing employees to explore new job responsibilities may open up new avenues for career advancement, unquote. Especially in the large conglomerates and like all those things, like I I heard this being an auto, you know, automotive industry here in Michigan, you know, like, oh, I hear things like my dad at Ford, you know, he switched into four different teams. It's like starting four new different positions. That's a quiet hiring. It's been happening for decades. And when I asked this when I was at General Motors, pronouns, pal, I go, I want to go over there. Nah, I don't think you're a fit. We'll look outside. Or I'll just like talk to my buddy to hire my fucking buddy. I go like, all right, I tried quiet transitioning and it ain't fucking working. So I fucking split. 
And I got more than 10% of pay increase to fucking cover that. And I just go like, you know what? This is why I don't knock the athletes and their fucking earnings. Especially in their prime rookie year. I'm just like, bro. Mike Trout making the fucking rookie veteran minimum wage at $850,000 a year in MLB. While being an MVP twice in his like first three years. Dude, the guy deserves a fucking moon. Whatever he's getting, $40 million a year or some something. You know, it all evens out at the end with the career earnings. Same for me. Yo, with my fucking flexibility and singledom and being emotionally not so smart, just like, you know, get down right down to it and finish the job, makes me a fucking expandable fucking resource. And they just go, oh, when I try to like uh, move up or something, it'll be like, oh, BK, you're like, you know, too aggressive. You know, you sound annoying. I go like, all right, I got it. I got it. And I, I read this article, you know, another article that came out. I'll share the link. It says, why do high IQ people stagnate in their careers? Emotional intelligence. I don't think I'm a high IQ person. I don't believe any of that. But I think the, the biggest thing that it comes with, like, any kind of environment as you get older and learn and actually, like, actually go live your life. This is why, I, you know, I would tell the juniors and entrance entry level people is like, Grind your ass off, but at the same time, you need to, like, learn the fucking social cues and shit, which builds your emotional intelligence. Because no matter what kind of organization you go to, you will need to work with people. Uh, even Mike Trout cannot win the fucking baseball game by himself, as evidenced by his lack of playoff appearance over the last fucking nine years. And this article goes into, like, working in emotional intelligence and all those things. And I'm like... See, people are quiet quitting, quiet hiring, especially at, at a young age, because they're just not w- experienced to do that. And if you go off of a merit, you know, none of these quiet quitting and quiet hiring are based on merit. It's purely on lack of emotional understanding of each other. You quiet hire because only people that just like stuck around that remain never quiet quit, unquote. It's just like, fuck it. I guess we'll go with you because we can't attract people. And they come to some sort of emotional and financial understanding and say, all right, let's do this. We're This is a marriage you are going with. But I just go like, you know, I, I really think it's like you cannot put it all on individual employees and be like, you're being fucking selfish. You're young. You're so spoiled. You're so entitled. While at the same time, I covered with you two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, Microsoft and all these people with a free cash flow, you got gazillion dollars. Facebook laid off all those people. Yet you're going to spend $40 billion on a stock buyback instead of spending on the people and eating it. For the greater good of the society that you have never provided as an entire fucking organization. And you expect me to fucking work for you? How emotionally detached are these things? And you expect me to stay? This is fucking stupid. And as you hear from the tone of this fucking episode, it ain't fucking quiet. No matter how emotionally unintelligent it might sound. See, people come to that point when they go they have, have had it that's the point of burnout that's the point of like inflection and you know once you get experience and go further into your career i just go like time to go milk is about to go bad in my fucking body <laughs> best before it's gone bro you know but hey you know what 
That's the nature of the capitalism. That's the nature of the free market. And that's the nature of people advancing into the future. Future of work is really what it really needs to be done from culture-wise. Is like actually have a better touch with the emotions, with themselves as an organization before telling me that I need like emotional intelligence. Is it the inclusivity, diversity, and all that stuff? Sure, that's a start. But that doesn't also cover the actual work itself at times, I feel like. Am I saying diversity and inclusivity is bad? No, not at all. But cover your fucking bases with the people you got before you start talking out of your ass for something else that's not there yet. So, anyways, I'm going to leave it there. I can go on and on. But main thing I want to give as a takeaway is that, number one, None of these quiet hiring and quitting are ever fucking quiet. Number two, the organizations really look at their you know emotional intelligence with the people they got right now before understanding rest of the productivity and all that shit. Like the amount of lack of self awareness, as much as like these people like to preach to individual workers. I want to point it back and say, do you know what you're fucking looking like right now? And then the only people you got around left are people who either choose or cannot leave on their own. Whether it's immigration-wise, financial-wise, or whatever family situation-wise is. So, I'm going to leave it there. What do you guys think? Am I overreacting here? You know, I'm, you know I've been there, done that. This is probably the closest thing that I'm going to talk to at work. Again, you know... You know, threading the needle here a little bit. Um, anyways, thanks for listening. AA-show at Outlook.com is the email. AA-show at Outlook.com. You know, go on the iTunes or, excuse me, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all those other things. Rate me five stars. If you didn't even like it and you're from an HR department and go, gee, fuck this guy. Give me five stars and tell me to fuck off, all right? Anyways, have a great rest of the week. And then uh, we'll see you after the Valentine's Day next week. Bye.